Indie or AAA? Indie. Super Mario or Sonic the Hedgehog? Mario. iOS or Android? iOS all the way. You're listening to Iron Source Level Up with guest host Mishka Katkov. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Ilana Stemmer, and you're listening to Level Up podcast for people who love making, growing, and of course, playing mobile games. Today's episode is hosted by our wonderful guest host, Mishka Katkoff. Mishka is head of the studio at Rovio and founder of the hit gaming blog, Deconstructor of Fun. Today, Mishka will be speaking with Andrew Stone, the president at Random Logic Games. Welcome, Andrew. Hey, how's it going? Good. All right, Mishka, I'll hand over the floor to you. Thank you. And I just want to start off with one of your hit games, Andrew, Ward Search. It's really difficult. <laughs> it might be just, just me, but uh, it's a fun game, but really difficult. But Tell me a little bit about your background, you know, how you got into the gaming and, and how you got into being the president of Random Logic Games. Yeah, man, it's kind of an interesting story. When I graduated college, I didn't really uh, intend to get into the mobile app industry. I graduated in 2010 and started working for a company here locally in Birmingham, Alabama that built websites for small and medium-sized businesses. I was actually a salesperson at that company. Long story short, I met a guy there who was a designer and we were really kind of frustrated with our jobs. And so on the side, we started doing some, some things and one of those things was developing uh, really simple mobile applications and, and games. And so eventually we saw that there was a huge opportunity in mobile apps. This was around 2012, 2013. You know, we're developing these games on the side and we're making enough money to quit our day job and start full time into apps. And, you know, we immediately had success. And so this was like, you know, late 2013, 2014 at this point, we immediately had some huge hits with games like Guess the 90s and Guess the Emoji. And so from there, we just have continued to build games and it's been a really really cool journey that's awesome so i read it actually twice like birmingham not birmingham england right but birmingham alabama <laughs> yeah double take on that one <laughs> exactly so is, is birmingham alabama is it a tech hub i've never been to alabama i don't i don't know anything else except the crimson tide <laughs> that's pretty much what we're known for is the the crimson tide my friend uh in college football among other things um but no uh, birmingham is not a, a tech hub or say i mean we're, we're trying to make it uh, make it a bit of one but it's definitely an odd place to have a, um, a gaming company and to some degree a, a tech company. So a little untraditional, but this is where we lived and where we got our start. And um, of course, our families are here and, and uh, now our company's here as well. That's really great to hear. You don't have to be in, you know, in San Francisco or, right. or other regions to make a hit game. And that's that's the best. Yeah, there are definitely some advantages as well. You know, we're not paying people out of college $120,000 or what, whatever the crazy salaries are in San Francisco. But there's advantages and disadvantages for sure. But we've made it work. So let's talk about ward games. You know, naturally, I suck at ward games. <laughs> I don't know why it is, <laughs> but I really, I really do. What's the typical player for, for these type of games? Like, what's the audience for ward games? Yeah, the, the reason you suck is because you're actually not the typical <laughs> the typical player. So <laughs> okay. that's good to hear. Women tend to be the player of ward games. Probably the target audience would be women between 25 and 40. It's probably the bread and butter of the ward game market. But as you've seen more recently, we've had games constantly having word games go viral and chart into the top 10 and even number one games. So um, they also have this big mass appeal, but I would say like the core audience would be women 20 plus. As your target audience then, Mm -hmm. which is your most popular game? What should I be playing? You should definitely try Infinite Word Search. It's by far one of our most popular games. Uh, If you want to go old school, you can check out Guess the Emoji as well, which I think you'll (laughs) like. And then uh, a new release recently, which is very similar to Infinite Word Search is a game called Upward Search, which you'll probably like as well. 
would try them out. I played Infinite Ward Surge. I wanted to quit because I like to win, and I was <laughs> definitely not winning. <laughs> yeah, dude, it can be a it can be a little tough. So. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about. It. <laughs> so let's talk about word games. You know, when, when I think about word games, actually, words with friends is the first thing that comes to mind. Sure. And that's not a, that's not a new game by any means, but it's a mainstay. So, what are the sort of uh, trends in word games, and and what do you expect next year and then following? The years? word category is kind of an an interesting category. So you've had, as far as like the big companies go, the main game like you mentioned is going to be like Words with Friends, which is a mainstay and has been around forever, or or Scrabble type games, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But more recently, I think more companies are turning their attention to the word category because we've had these huge successes in the category. So one of my competitors, guys at People Fun, have had Wordscapes do amazingly well for the past year, maybe two years at this point. These, these games are doing amazing. And so that style of game, that like Wordscapes, Word Connect style of game was really like kind of dominated the year this year. There were just tons and tons of people making these type of games. And, you know, there were a couple of really good games that rose to the top there Mm. so with the success of those games it's attracted a lot of attention from larger companies like we've seen a lot of asian companies come in and start building word games you know some notable ones being word story which is like in the top 10 right now (laughs) as well as wordscapes being in the top 10 as well it's a popular category and things are starting to really pop off is the biggest change that the ad monetization is now more effective is that why so many players are entering the word category or what do you think absolutely most of these games with a few exceptions are going to be majority ad monetized so over 60 percent ads maybe not all but most of them um and yes i think so i think the fact that in-app purchases were not really a viable option for the word game category has kept those larger companies away for a long time but as the industry has shifted and companies even like ours have proven that ad-based games can support companies and support games yes yes is the answer to your question for sure Ads are fueling all of this. That's what I thought. I've worked at Zynga before. I kind of know what kind of numbers in ad monetization Words with Friends is pulling. So I was just wondering, like, how come more companies are not trying to enter this? Because that's a, you know, highly successful franchise. But I believe that there's plenty of space in in the words games. So from the monetization perspective, which are the sort of ad units or ad formats that work best for you? Video ads, I assume? So we show a lot of ads in in these games. And we show pretty much every format there is to show. I would say our bread and butter is... Is a rewarded video, which has been amazing for us. But at the same time, we're still showing interstitials and banners. So of course, videos, video interstitials. But yeah, definitely don't sleep on the good old 320 by 50 banner unit because <laughs> that's a pretty important ad unit as well. But yes, uh, rewarded videos definitely dominate our games. So let's talk about the optimization or the best practices there. Have you done a lot of optimization for the uh, different ad formats? Definitely. So being purely ad monetized, this is like highly crucial, critical for us. We have to be getting paid top dollar for these ads that we're going to be showing. We can't ignore this. We've got to fully optimize mediation waterfalls and go beyond that even. So we're doing like tons and tons of split testing about the amount of reward that we're giving away for rewarded videos or the frequency that people are seeing interstitials, the different points in the game that people are seeing interstitials, the number of times and length of time between rewards being offered to players. This is the type of stuff that we test all the time. We've always got split tests running 
playing on this type of stuff. So it's super important. Can you give an example of optimization? I, I just love hearing whenever somebody has done some kind of test and then they've, they've gotten great results of something that they didn't think would work or just, you know, like a surprise. So do you have any examples on top of your mind? Sure. So a basic one is we just wanted to see, we wanted to, to <laughs> test people's tolerance with interstitials. So we've done tests where we've completely removed interstitials from the game for a segment of users, maybe 10% of users and tested the impact on uh, retention among other things. And then we've blasted people with interstitials <laughs> as well. And so believe it or not, a healthy, reasonable balance of interstitials from this test was uh, better than none at all. So hmm. showing ads did not seem to hurt retention or it hurt it in such a way that it was going to be an issue. Anyway, these are the type of things that we tend to test. Yeah, that's great to hear because oftentimes when we talk about ad monetization from developer's perspective, there's always the argument of like, well, it's going to make my game look, you know, cheap because <laughs> it has ads. Like I hear that still quite a lot, but you know, those, those type of examples are great. Right. I mean, everyone's showing ads at this point. So, I mean, players are used exactly. to seeing ads and they understand that there's kind of a, a trade there going on that if you're going to play the game for free, there's going to be some advertisements. But of course, we always give the player the option to for a small purchase to go ad free as well. I kind of feel that the NFL is going the same same experiment as you guys did of, of how many ads you can show <laughs> to, uh, to a viewer before they before they rage quit. I'd like to be in the segment that doesn't get right, the ads. If only they could segment, which I don't, I don't know if they can. Maybe they can. <laughs> so let's talk about monetization trends per region. Have you seen a lot of variation in those? Definitely. So being a word game company and being based in the US, we're mainly designing word games for a Western audience. So I would say, number one, the United States, of course, following the US would be Canada and Australia and then the UK to some degree. As far as branching out into other countries, we haven't had a ton of success there, mainly because like translating 100,000 words from a word game into Spanish or into any language really is just like a daunting task. So the majority of the success we've had is going to be in English speaking Western countries. Yeah, that's pretty typical for all the word games. Another reason might be like Scrabble or those type of games. I don't know if they're that popular outside English speaking countries, especially US. Right. So let's talk about showing the ads of your competitors in your own games. So do you guys do that? And if you do, what's the impact? This is an interesting question. And so this is probably like one of the most debated things in our industry when it comes to showing ads in games. I mean, people are really vehement on either <laughs> side of this debate. So we, we do show competitor ads in our games. And we feel that most likely we're going to be paid the highest amount from ads shown in our game that are most similar to our game. And so a lot of the times, of course, it's going to be competitor games. Let's say we block all of our competitors. We're likely to get a much lower CPM for our ads because we have this really targeted word game audience players. And if we block every ad from every word game, it's not going to do well. We, you know, we're going to have to rely on all these games in these other categories to come in and help us monetize. And it's not likely to do well. So we have no issue with not blocking our competitors. And another thing is that it's definitely not a zero sum game. These players who play word games are playing tons of them and down downloading tons of them. We have no issue with running competitor ads for sure. Yeah, I understand that totally. And the second part is like, you don't really have whales in your game. So it's not like you're selling your whale word player to another word exactly. game. Exactly. That might be sometimes an issue with more of in-app purchase driven games. Sure. And there's this new term called an ad whale mm -hmm. that you hear a lot of someone who, you know, is addicted to your game, but then converts a ton on tons of other games. And of course, to have an ad whale, you need to show similar games to your game to re-monetize this user again and again and again. So we want 
want our whales to to leave the game. <laughs> yeah, you kind of answered this question. It's like, which countries do you promote your word games? As you said, it's primarily U.S. and other uh, English-speaking countries. Yeah, right? so it's going to be, uh, for us, U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia are the kind of the four bread and butters. Mm-hmm. Over the last year, we've started buying U.A., just, just setting languages English and just buying worldwide and seeing what happens. And in some cases, we found some like little pockets of inventory that seem to do well, that monetize as well. You know, we're talking like Singapore or even in some cases, uh, sometimes you can even be profitable with India because, I mean, pretty much everyone in India could speak English. And, you know, if you don't mind buying hundreds of thousands of really cheap installs from India and, and turning a reasonable ROI, it can be done for sure. So that means, like, as you say, you're not really doing a lot of localization when you're searching for these audiences. You're basically just running the same ads and doing the same thing as you would do in the U.S. when you, let's say, going for the Indian audience. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we, we make a lot of ads and so we test a lot of ads when we branch out to these countries, but it tends to be that the top ads kind of rise to the top regardless of the country that you're showing them in. Yeah, I understand. So what are the ad formats that work best for word games, interstitials or video ads? or Both actually. So we're buying always video, of course. And so a portrait video, either through interstitial or rewarded video, 15 or 30 second videos do really, really well. And the ads are in most cases fairly easy to make. You can, can get away with simple, you know, screen captures of your of your game to start with and then kind of iterate from there how about playable ads yeah so we've done a little bit of uh, experimenting with playable ads we've had some networks build the ads for us we currently don't have the ability to to make the ads ourselves and probably need to develop that but we've had some success here and there i would say that the videos that we make tend to do better tend to generate a higher ROI per ad. Mm-hmm. But we've had some success with playables for sure. Yeah, because that sounded like something that probably would, I don't know, I'm not target audience, but, but I could maybe install when somebody shows right. me how to make it. I'm like, oh, okay, this is pretty interesting. But then when I open up the game, I'm, I'm at right. loss and with that time clicking and, you know, it's just daunting. You need to check out our tutorial again if you were so clueless, man. I got to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not native in English, so it might be gotcha. that might be also that. So. Good, I know some good ones you can download. I'll send you an email after the okay. after the podcast. Andrew, are there like trends in word games that you've seen in the past and that you're predicting? I mean, maybe you don't want to share your predictions with the world, but um, what trends have we seen in word games? Sure. So I kind of touched on this before, but we had this big trend over the last year of this wordscape style game. You've seen those. I mean, everyone's played them, right? You have these letters down at the bottom of the screen, and you swipe them to form words that fly up and complete puzzles. Those are big. And then in like Q4, we've had this huge rise of these stories or animation-based word games. There's some really notable games like uh, Word Story, which is like, I think in the top 10 right now, like I mentioned earlier. Those are really interesting where as you play the game, the story starts to unfold. Like for example, in this Word Story game, there's this stick figure guy that's in jail. And as you solve these word puzzles, it gives him different tools to break out of jail. And it's pretty interesting, very creative for the guys that are doing this type of stuff. It's really cool. How do you come up with the ideas for your new games? Right, so the game that we just released is very similar to our hit game, Infinite Word Search. It's a game called Upward Search. And so we did some testing in Infinite Word Search, some different game types mm. and some different styles to try and make word searches more interesting. And we found this style that was really intriguing and that players really, really liked. And so we built this game where it's this never-ending scrolling list of letters. And to add even more complexity <laughs> for you, Mishka, the word search is continually <laughs> scrolling up and you have to be quick and find the words as they scroll up so that's a nightmare i'm getting stressed even thinking about that game <laughs> right you should you definitely gotta play it man you definitely have to play it
So this format, we tested it out in Infinite Word Search and decided it was so great that we would build a game around it. And so yeah. far, so good. Um, and when it comes to, like, my last question is just optimizing your creatives. What goes into it? I mean, is it you just you run through a vast amount of different creatives and just pick the best? Or how does it work for you? Yeah, guys? man, you kind of hit the nail on the head. So we sit down. We have a motion graphics designer here that makes all of our creative. But we just come up with ideas. We see what's worked well in the past. We even look at what our competitors are doing. You know, we kind of go from there. We come up with these ideas, test them, you know, pretty quickly, right? So you upload the ad to the various ad networks and you find out quickly whether you've got a winner or a loser. So you look at what's done well for you and you try some new things, you iterate off those ads and, you know, every now and then you'll hit like a crazy good ad and it's just wonderful when that happens. So yeah. that's kind of our, our, the way we do it. Yeah, that's pretty much how most of us do it. So <laughs> right. there's nothing new there. I mean, those were all my questions. I'm not promising that I would be playing word games, but maybe now and then when I'm accompanied by a female between 25 to 40 years old who's native in England, I might I might give it a swirl. <laughs> the question is like, how can we get Mishka and other guys hooked on these amazing word games? By winning. I need, I need easier versions. <laughs> right, yeah. I need, maybe I should do like a survey right when you start the game. Like, are you a guy? And I'll just make it much easier. Yeah. <laughs> immediately make the game yeah. easy. And with, with explosions. explosions. <laughs> yeah, every time you get the words right, they just explode like a tile blaster version right that's what i'll do that's a great idea great idea i'm gonna get on that yeah get older man my i play and some weird games against my dad so maybe mishka you're just too young at the moment yeah that's that's true <laughs> all right thank you both of you thanks andrew thank Absolutely. you mishka. thank you and thank, thank you everyone for tuning in we look forward to seeing you in the next episode of level up 